Potty language. Hey everyone, thanks for joining for some bonus content, some draw near bonus content this month. Bringing you a sample of a talk I did at one of our parish missions on abiding. So it's both an invitation in, in two senses, I'll get to that in a second, but also very much a challenge on what does this abiding thing mean? It's an invitation because it is an invitation to abide, but it's also literally an invitation because it's from a parish mission we did. So we have a parish mission coming up here in Sioux City. If you live in the area at Modern Day Parish here in Sioux City at Immaculate Conception Church, uh, Monday through Wednesday, October 2nd through 4th from 6.30 to 8.30 every evening. Uh, there's a show, social time beginning at 6, so if you can make it, we'd love to see you join us there um, and to kind of help give a little bit of a taste of what's to be expected. There's about a, what follows about 12 minutes of one of, uh, one of the talks I gave at a parish mission about a year ago. So I hope it's a blessing to you. I hope it's uh, an encouragement to you this weekend. On the Hearing God's Voice series we've been doing, we have one more full episode coming up next week. That'll be on silence. And then, of course, my long-awaited reflection on Balaam's ass, or Balaam's donkey, if you prefer. What can we learn about that story, about hearing the Lord's voice and following his voice and how it important how important it is to hear the Lord's voice, but to be obedient to what he says to us, but also to help point others to the truth of what the Lord has said. So that's what that is. That's what what kind of ass do you want to be? That that's what that means. Uh, I know I mentioned that title in a previous episode, which is why we had the potty language disclaimer at the beginning of this one. But uh, yeah, lots of exciting things happening at Draw Near. You've also probably noticed we're starting to post our My Lord, My God episodes here on our Draw Near feed as well, because we're kind of merging the two shows. So yeah, we hope you enjoy. And in the meantime, here is again, an invitation and a challenge to abide. As he's preparing for his passion says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. First, let's go back and look. Love one another, even as I have loved you. What's the love of Christ look like? Is there a crucifix around? That's what it looks like. Shortly after that, he reiterates this again. Remember last night I said in Hebrew thought, if you really want to emphasize a point, you say it twice. Shortly after, he says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for a friend. Now, many of you have probably heard something like this before but we suffer a lot from our limitations in the English language. In Greek, which this is written in, there's four different words for love. We have a lot of confusion about the word love, as Kara touched on last night. I love to play board games. 
I discovered recently that I, I love a tipsy protagonist at Pieces Board Game Cafe. Check it out, it's really yummy. Anyways, I love my wife. Do I love all those things the same way? If, not, if I do, I'm in trouble again. <laughs> the word Christ uses there is agape, which is the highest form of love. Agape one another as I have agaped you, essentially, is what he's saying. What is agape? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Was not expecting that, thank you. <laughs> It means an unconquerable benevolence. It means no matter what a man may do, whatever a man may say, whatever insult, whatever injury, you will never seek anything else but their good. Willing the good of the other. Highest good. It's a feeling of the mind as much as the heart. It concerns the will as much as the emotions. It describes a deliberate effort which we can only make with the help of God. We need grace to love like this. And Jesus, being typical Jesus, he goes a little bit further with this. Love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If you love only those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that? For even sinners do the same. But I say, love your enemies and do good. This one hurts. That's a radical kind of love. Is it not? Because I really don't like that guy. He doesn't think the way I do. Plus, he cut me off. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that one more tomorrow. So please come back. What else did Jesus tell us to what does this look like? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We learn those words at an early age, but do we really stop to think about what we're praying? C.S. Lewis says there's two kinds of people in the world. Those who say, my kingdom come, my will be done. And those who say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And there's a big difference. We see that difference in Eve, and in the Blessed Mother. Blessed Mother says what? Shout it out quickly, please. <laughs> Be it unto me according to thy word. What does Eve effectively say? Be it unto me according to my word. If you think about it, it's true. This is why whenever I'm tempted to say something stupid to my wife when we're having a disagreement, which is honestly generally my fault because <laughs> it just is. I pray the Our Father. Why do I pray the Our Father? Because of this line, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It makes me ask the question, is this my kingdom come, my will be done? Because my kingdom come, my will be done is I'm right. <laughs> which I'm usually not, to be honest, but. Or is it thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and his kingdom come, his will be done, is that I edify my wife. My job is to help her get to heaven. So, in the word, immortal words of the prophet Ice Cube, this is a hip-hop reference for older folks, it makes me check myself before I wreck myself. Right? That one was free. All right.
I don't normally share my Lenten disciplines, but we see this here also. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. I'm going to spare the reading from Philippians 2. Please go home and read Philippians 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who humbled himself. And it describes what that humility looks like. And so this Lent, I didn't give anything up, clearly. What I found the Lord inviting me to is every time I'm invited to be angry about something, to be frustrated, to think I deserve better, to think I'm not treated the way I deserve, whatever, some frustration, I don't like how this worked out, to simply pray that prayer, be it unto me according to thy word, O Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's a humbling prayer. Humility. All of us are called for greatness, made for greatness, as Kara said. Maximilian Colby would say that our life circumstances set us up to fulfill that call. Sometimes that can be hard to see, but God uses the struggles we have in our life to bring about something great. When I've been able to share my testimony with folks about things I've overcome and endured, they find great healing in that. And so I can say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That is to bear patiently and endure without yielding. That is abiding. Last night I also touched on forgiveness. Abiding looks like forgiveness. Jesus said from the cross, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Yet that guy that took my parking spot really ticks me off. Is it really worth that? Even the subtlest unforgiveness in our lives is not abiding. Is it really worth it? Unforgiveness... It's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to get sick. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You may be thinking, that's great for you to say you don't know what I've been through. Yes, true. But I do know what I've been through. And the calling is the same. To abide is to forgive. Sometimes that forgiveness is yourself. You need to forgive yourself. Abiding is also remembering what Romans 8.28 says. God works for good in all things. He works for good of those who love Him. Right? Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and follow me. Learn from me. He goes to, on to say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why is that burden light? Because when we let go of all that other stuff, it is, it is easier to have joy. Unforgiveness weighs you down. Living my kingdom come, my will be done weighs you down. We can't do this by ourselves, as I said. We need the grace of the Holy Spirit. Paul, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. This is the main theme for tomorrow. Walking in the Spirit versus walking in the flesh. He talks about the bearing the fruit of the Spirit, and this is ultimately what Jesus is talking about. Abide in me, and you will bear fruit. 
How does Paul describe the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Which, funny enough, sounds a lot like how he defines love. How does he define love? Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Love is not pompous. It is not inflated. It is not rude. It does not seek its own interests. And you can read the rest there. That's the fruit that should be born in us. That's what abiding looks like. So, I shared my Lenten discipline this year, saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's also been reflecting on this, because I want to be able to say with St. Patrick, because this is ultimately the fruit of abiding. Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. If when you leave here tonight, you think more about what I said than Christ, then I will feel like I didn't do my job very well. Do you get what I'm saying? The goal of the Christian life is to be more like Christ. To look, look, my, look more like Christ. To be living, breathing, walking Bibles known and read by men. That's what abiding is. It doesn't matter where you are now. It doesn't matter how you start. It's how you finish, just like Lent. How you finish. Press on toward the goal. Like Paul says, when you don't know what to say or you don't know how to pray, come Holy Spirit. When you're tempted to be angry, thy kingdom come. When you feel looked over, Lord, you must increase and I must decrease. When someone asks you to a pray, for, pray for a need, don't tell them you'll pray for them. Do it in the moment, but also pray for them. When you feel led to lead that small group, that Bible study, but you don't think you have what it takes, yes, you do. Do it. Take courage. Get out on the water. When someone cuts you off, instead of cussing them and trying to give them a piece of your mind, pray for them. You don't know why they're having a bad day, clearly. When you are tempted to criticize, think of three positive things instead. Remember that you don't know the circumstances behind the behavior of others. And lastly, turn off the news and love your neighbor. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, help us to abide. May it be said of us, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of us. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of us. Christ in every eye that sees us. And Christ in every ear that hears us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.